Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving Day, and we are at the end of the church year. I'm so happy and thankful that we're together this morning, uh, starting our day together in prayer. And now we begin in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Samuel chapter 4. When Saul's son Ishbael heard that Abner had died at Hebron, his courage failed, and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two captains of raiding bands. The name of one was Baana, and the name of the other was Rechab. They were sons of Rimon, a Benjaminite of Beeroth. For Beeroth is considered to belong to Benjamin. Now the people of Beeroth had fled to Gitaim, and, and there as a resident, and they are, they are as resident aliens to this day. But Saul's son Jonathan had a son who was crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came to Jezreel, and his nurse picked him up and fled, and in her haste to flee it happened that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Now the sons of Rimon, the Berethite, Rechab, and Baana, set out, and about the heat of the day they came to the house of Ishbael, while he was taking his noonday rest. They came inside the house as though to take wheat, and they struck him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Baana escaped. Now they had come into the house while he was lying on his couch in his bedchamber. They attacked him, killed him, and beheaded him. When they took his head and traveled by way of Arabah all night long, They brought the head of Ishbael to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbael, son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord, the king, this day on Saul and on his offspring. David answered Rechab and his brother Baana, the sons of Ramon, the Berothite. As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life out of every adversity, When the one who told me, see Saul is dead, thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and killed him at Ziklag. 
this was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more then, when wicked men have killed a righteous man on his own bed in his own house, and now I shall not require his blood at your hand, and now shall I not require his blood at your hand and destroy you from the earth. So David commanded the young men, and they killed them, and they cut off their hands and their feet, and hung their bodies beside the pool at Hebron. But the head of Ishbael they took, and they buried in the tomb of Abner at Hebron. The death of Abner leaves the northern tribes without strong leadership, and the knowledge that Abner has started the process of uniting Israel under David and not Saul's house has made it clear to anyone and everyone with ambitions in the north that the future now lies with David. Once again, these ambitious men who kill Saul's son while he naps in his house miscalculate the depth of David's character. They have no comprehension of the depth of David's righteousness. Among ruthless warlords struggling for power and riches, to be handed the head of an enemy would be a gift that deserved reward, honor, and maybe even a position in the new kingdom. David is not a ruthless warlord on his way to great power and wealth. He is the Lord's anointed and the visible sign of God's covenant and God's presence with God's people and God's faithfulness and steadfast love toward them. What the Lord gives David is a heart in tune with God, and for that faithfulness and to accomplish God's purposes, the Lord then has promised David the throne. What we are witnessing at each turn is how David's kingdom is not from this world. If it had been from this world, he would have killed Saul when he had the chance, or he would have rewarded the Amalekite messenger who had taken Saul's crown and armband, or he would have welcomed those who killed this last barrier to his claim over all of Israel. But David is righteous and upright and will have no part in the murder of the innocent. So he executes the Lord's justice on those who have murdered Saul's son. Nevertheless, once again, an unspeakably violent murder brings David closer to unifying the tribes of Israel into a single kingdom and accomplishing all that God has promised through David. In the Psalms, we are told that the way of the violent and the way of the scheming and the way of the evil leads only to violence and to more evil. Those who set traps to collect the innocent, they themselves fall into those traps. That those who live according to those ways are trapped and doomed to die by violence, scheming, and all sorts of evil. At the same time, the just, the righteous, shall live by faith in the Lord. David has taken what might seem to the more ambitious and less patient a very long and slow road to the throne into the fulfillment of God's promise for him. In the process, he has suffered danger, fear, and uncertainty that even drove him out of his homeland for a while. Yet now David, faithful and just as he is, is about to receive the kingdom that God has promised. For us, too, it may seem like the path that follows Jesus, that keeps faithfully with God and what God desires for us and for this world, keeps us from doing what others are doing to advance in this world. And yet David inspires us by having us focus on what truly matters. It is more important that we act in love and faithfulness of God and love for our neighbor, even love for our enemies, in following Christ Jesus, who also, in love for his enemies, in obedience to his heavenly Father, went to the cross. 
This is more important than to receive a kingdom that comes from the ways of this world. In Christ, the Lord has already promised us a place in God's kingdom. What more can the world give than what God has already promised and will surely deliver? (coughs) In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation that comes through Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness that he brings, for the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationship with others. Lord, we are also thankful that you have lifted our spirits from pandemic doldrums and have comforted each other with each other's presence. We are thankful, thankful for the effectiveness of vaccines, thankfulness for showing us new ways to give to each other and inspiring each other to reach out, thankful for the memories of those that we have shared our lives with and who now dwell in your glory and thankful for the friends and family who surround us now and help us in good times and support us in bad times. We are thankful for all the jobs, the responsibilities that you have given us in all the various stations of life, in the gifts that you have given us that can use and proclaim your word no matter where we are. We are thankful for the opportunity to pray together, to study together, to learn your word in freedom and in peace, that you lift us up when you're tired, and you remind us that in you is rest. We are thankful for the strength that you have given us, that when we are weak, you make us whole. We are thankful for the family who are far away from us. We thank you for keeping them safe in this dangerous time. We pray that you once again might reunite us all again in health and in joy. We are most thankful for frontline workers who continue to care, sustain, and serve us. Help us and protect us in your name. Merciful God of might, we pray you would renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people and the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. 
for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. So preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.